Amanda. Hey, Kristen. We have made it to the end of season three. That's me clapping in the background so enthusiastically. Wow. Wow. We started it at the end of summer and we're already here. I know. I'm like really proud of us. Yeah. It, It was a good one. They're all good ones. But this one was like a good one. It's like a your favorite TV show that everyone that you learned about in the first season that everyone catches on to in the second season and in the third season they come together to like really get people involved. Yeah. I think that's like we really grew in this season and so now I'm like really excited for season four which is growth (laughs) and you'll get us opening up next season next week so like you don't have to wait anything we're just going to have like an awesome no wait transition yeah no interruptions get right to it sure i know it's gonna be spring like literal spring yeah so that'll be fantastic and but also hold on we had some amazing guests this season so good they've all in every season everyone that comes on this show i'm like really excellent (laughs) and then we have you know a few big ones coming for season four so all good things let's just keep making good things more good (laughs) right like i think that's some really good advice let's just keep making some really good things and then like just keep making (laughs) them and yeah just one step in front of the other so to round out season three we have megan anderson back on the show just chatting about some cool things chatting about how we're going to round out season three about just how we can work smarter not harder and kind of a lot of good tips yeah and keep it in kind of our back pockets yeah and maybe we don't want to keep it at the forefront every single day of our lives because oh my god that can be intense and overwhelming and bring on the anxiety yeah but we've learned so much we've learned from incredible people Shout out to Allie Edwards. Oh my God, right? Because she just brings it all the time. Um, She just put up her week in the life stuff. uh, I saw on on Instagram this week, so. And design is her new story kit word. Yes. Oh my God. I did like that too. So I've been doing uh, traveler's notebooks. Side note. I've been doing traveler's notebook paper. So Kelly Perky has traveler's notebook kits. Right. You get the traveler's notebook papers. I've been putting those in freckled full-on makes pocket protectors, traveler's notebook size. Nice. I guess they're not pocket protectors. They're just regular page protectors if they're not pockets. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, they're just page saying. protectors. Yeah. And they yeah, go in sure. your traveler's notebooks. And there's – so it's just scrapbooks. So fun. But with traveler's notebook pages. I know I sound like I'm – rediscovering like the sun (laughs) and like that the earth rotates around the sun but it's changed my life and i'm now like scrapbooking normal scrapbook pages again and putting them in page protectors yeah switch it up a tiny little thing like that will just reinvigorate for sure it's the tiniest little thing and yet it's changed my entire life again love it and so Allie's coming out with her new week in the life stuff and i've been loving putting her products and the Kelly products on these TN pages and putting them inside my freckled fawn TN page protectors. And it's like scrapbooking is brand new again. Ta-da! It's funny (laughs) how these tiny little work smarter, not harder things work. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of my stuff that, you know, has been in my stash 
for five years and then all of the new stuff it's just like oh my god it's happening it's happening yeah so megan has a ton more wisdom for us and we have a ton more wisdom that we chat about with megan so let's get to the last episode of season three lucky number three. Oh my god i'm so excited thank you everybody for listening you are all amazing we love you Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Megan. Hi. Oh, see, Amanda usually says, I know. <laughs> like, welcome to Crafty Ass Female. <laughs> I was waiting but for you. <laughs> I'm supposed to be introing Megan because she's so no, Lady no, no. Megan and that friend of the show. That usually is the flow. That usually is the flow. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. <laughs> hey, Kristen. Hey, guest. And I restrained it. I restrained <laughs> that time. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Megan, welcome back, girlfriend. So happy to I have you. you. We say just straight up Megan, just like you would say Prince or Madonna on the show. And I feel like if you didn't know who that who we were referring to, welcome to this episode. It's Megan Anderson of the Nerd Nest. How could you have not known? Yes. Friend of the show, <laughs> Megan Anderson, my soul lady. And we are here today to wrap up season three. Work smarter, <laughs> not harder. You did it! Did it. Woo! All right, guys, we got it. We made it through the season, and I said it right on the finale. It's a success. It's a miracle. We won. We'll probably say it wrong by the time this episode's over at least once. Oh, at least once. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Oh, guys, we just made it into a song. Oh, like Baby Shark. Yeah. Work no, smart, not, not hard. Work oh smarter. God, baby. You don't have problems. You don't know the pain. It's funny to you. It's not funny to me. Oh, true. No, baby shark. No more. Um. Oh. Yeah, no, don't worry, guys. Frozen 2 is coming out. There's going to be a new baby shark. Oh, man. And I teach now. That's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. Something about Elsa is like a ice goddess now. Battle, battle mage, battle mage, Elsa. <laughs> I need to fully watch Frozen One. Yeah, you do. It's amazing. Still, it's good. still never done it. It's like a good movie. Like Frozen yeah. and Coco are like solid movies that adults can watch. I've heard. I, I felt that way about Tangled. Oh, I cried through like the last third of Coco, just the whole time. Oh yeah, no, it's just like crying. it's full on waterworks. You can make yourself a water park with the amount of tears <laughs> that you can, like, Aww. get out of your body. A salt water Like, park for cocoa. Oh, yeah, it's spa day. <laughs> like, no joke. Cocoa and the music and, like, the gorgeousness of cocoa. Okay, that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> On work smarter. The way to work smarter, not harder, is to create songs about things that you need to remember. If it works, it works. Yeah, if that's how you have to do it. That's how we teach things to children. That's yeah. how you clean up. That's how you are nice. And 
God, guys, this is stuff we need to remember now. I need to remember how to clean up. Don't bite your friends. You know, Gabba Gabba song I thought was ridiculous upon listening to it for the first time, but hey, I, I used that song. That is a necessary song. Good job, Yo Gabba Gabba. You know better than I do. Don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Not cool to bite your friends. It's not nice to bite your friends, so don't. You know? Some of my third graders need that. It's a good thing to remember. I've needed that lesson more than once in my adult life, not going to lie. Don't bite your friends unless they ask for it. Right. Consent is good. Another (laughs) thing that we need to learn on this season finale of Work Smarter, Not Harder. Welcome, Megan. Welcome back. There's about to be many tangents with you on here. The crappy ass female (laughs) podcast. This has been a great season, though. We've had amazing guests. We've had, we've learned so much. And I think it's awesome because we're going to head into season four, the season of growth. And it's just really, it's going to flow so well. One, it's going to be spring. We're going to be out of this ridiculous, whatever this winter was. This winter better not drag on because whatever nonsense minus. 25 degree 40 degree weather two feet of snow these poor people in portland and seattle who barely get any snow at all ever and they got two and four feet of snow um everybody with the polar vortex it's just been a very intense winter and i really hope it's a nice easy transition into spring i would appreciate a nice easy transition into spring there has been a snow or ice day every week this year or like a teacher in service there's been my kids have not gone to school for five days at all this year that's none yeah i was talking to one of the teachers here in michigan who's in the awesome ladies project and she said the exact same thing there hasn't been a five-day school day school week at all period right so for ours it's actually other than the polar vortex it, it's been warmer than usual so like there's been a ton of days where it hovers right around freezing so like a rain sleet and then it'll freeze into like three inches of ice on the ground and then it'll snow on top of that and we have like you know these are like hundred year old neighborhoods with tiny little roads and no driveways so there's cars parked along the side of the road so they can't get through to clean off the streets because there's no place to put the snow. Yeah. And can't fit the big machines. And so the buses can't come down the streets. So you're trapped. I was going to ask you how the winter's been for you. I'm glad you shared. <laughs> I've, been, I've been, I was really expecting my first year back teaching that a lot of my weeks would be like that, that we were expected to have five days, but oh no, it's too cold or too snowy. We have four, or we have three. None of that's happened. We've had the cold without anything making us stay home. <laughs> so it's been fun, but that's, you know, it is what it is. You know, some of it's been fun. Ava got to make her very first snowman ever. She's Cute. four and this was the first time that there was in her entire lifetime good packing snow. Yeah. With enough of it to make a snowman, so that's nice. Yeah, silver linings. Good ex- life experience yeah. we got in there. But uh, no, I'm ready to, to hike and to go to the zoo and the park and to have sunshine. Yeah, and I think, at least for me, and tell me if it's this way for you, 
and especially like I feel like it might be when you have these interrupted days where you have the kids home or more kids home I feel like it must be a lot harder to work smarter not harder it is. So I actually, I finally, because then a lot of times uh, Jake's working from home when that happens as well, my husband, um, because he he can, he can do that, which is nice. So if the roads are dangerous, he works from home. So then the days have like no structure and it's really hard for me to get things done. So like, it's fine sometimes, but when it was happening every week, I was like, okay, we're still going to do the preschool routine and you guys are just going to have to like integrate into that because I can't do this much of of the chaos days that's what weekends are for i can't have can't have this much of it yeah like you still have to i'm still gonna read picture books for an hour right here after lunch and if you want to do that fine and if you think that's annoying you have to go to a different floor of the house yeah <laughs> but i'm i'm doing this yeah because you need the routine right yeah yeah for I, I get that well and then also for like um for the little kids to not be kind of melting down by the end of the day. Like they need a certain amount of attention and structure. And if it's just kind of a free for all, they're not really getting that. So then they get upset more easily or get into more stuff or, you know, find ways to destroy my life. (laughs) In the most loving way possible. My life and my stuff. They're going to destroy. So last time we had you on, I feel like we got a good taste of kind of how you crafted as a mom, you know, where people could find you, even though I want you to retell for new listeners. And we met in person at Awesome Ladies Live, Kristen's Awesome Ladies Live in August. So yeah, so that's fun. So I feel like a lot has changed, but to tell people where they could find you. Okay. Um, you can find me, um, on Instagram at Megan underscore nerd nest. I just took like, um, an almost a month long break from that but I'm going to start up soon or um I'm fostering kittens now not like right now because uh kitten season isn't going to start there's like a little winter break um but you can find me find all the kittens at nerd nest foster kittens and then um the class that uh, the pocket scrapbooking class that I'm currently teaching you can find that at the nerdnest.com slash 52 pocket challenges fun those are the places I am right now. Fun. Fabulous. So how, how do you feel like, like what's the biggest change since I feel like this time last year we were gearing up to talk to you and interview, like one of our first interviews on the podcast for the first time. So like what's been different, same one year later? So there are, there are fewer children and more adults. So last year when I was talking to you, in addition, so I have three kids um, and two of them are aged. And then I also watch um, my niece uh during the week during the day and she's a toddler and at that time I was also watching a friend's baby um so I don't have the baby anymore but I actually watched her like for two weeks but that was (laughs) like a fluke and I might have her like every once in a while going forward but like as of now don't have uh that well she's a toddler now that toddler every day um my best friend from high school Jessica moved in in May so I have a platonic wife. That's very nice to have. And uh, and her dog. So now the menagerie has expanded. And she uh, she travels for work half the time. So I'm in charge of the dog like half the time. Um, and we have another friend living in our basement right now, which is temporary. But that happened in November because uh, he and his 
fiance split up and uh, they shared a vehicle and his work is in our neighborhood. So while he saved up for another vehicle, he moved in, um, but he just bought a motorcycle. So that's, that's about ending. Uh, yeah, so there's seven people living in my house right now, plus the toddler during the week. Um, and that's about to transition too. Like, um, so the front of the basement's moving out. Jessica, my um, friend who moved in, might be moving out in May. Um, Ava will be starting kindergarten in June. I might only have my niece a couple days a week instead of every day a week um, going forward. So yeah, so I'm like in a transitioning place, but there's still it's still like tons of people in chaos. And so my, my question to you is, too, because the last time, too, like, so many people, like, in your space and in your house, like, has there ever been a time when you didn't want them to have in? I feel like you're so warm and so hospitable, like, and you welcome it knowing that's, like, what they need, and so you're so willing to provide, but has there ever been a time when you're, like, not again, <laughs> or you don't Well, really I feel think it? that, like, everybody is so... Like, nobody takes it for granted. Everybody sure. gets what I do. So when I need that space, like, when I need anything, everybody's going to, like, drop it and be like, yes. So, like, I had the flu last week. And so, like, everybody was like, let's do absolutely everything Megan usually does. And then a plus. And then make sure that she just, like, gets to sleep for, like, an entire day straight. So I was only really sick for one day because I got, I, like, just slept for an entire day. And then I was mostly fine after that. Where, like, the kids, they were kind of sleeping on and off and they were sick for they had, like, were sick with, like, fevers for multiple days. So um, there's a lot of banding together. So it's not just, like, me worrying about everybody else. Everybody's, like, worrying about Yeah, each other. Too. Yeah. And, I, and um, we're also, like, all really good at verbalizing needs. So, like, if something's irritating me, then I will say, like, hey, like, not a fan of this. And they'll be, like, fixing it. Yeah. And Jake, you know, needs to be reminded of the things more often than maybe everybody else <laughs> does but it's yeah. just like when you have like a community of people who care about each other like the goal for everybody is to make everybody happy so yeah, yeah. I, I'm so inspired by like your your household dynamic like I've just you know I have my family and but they're we're all in our own spaces you know and just imagining I once watched this documentary called happy and they were exploring like what makes people really happy and like and I think it was in Sweden I could be wrong but they, they, there's like you know commune living where like everyone pitches in for the dinner like so like they come together and do the din like I was just like that is such like that is the definition of like making your own family or like your own unit as separates so I don't know so I don't know I just I'm inspired by that and I love that you do that and hearing your perspective on it it's like a, it's also a really big house yeah. so like there are three floors the attic is finished and there's a basement you know so i can still if i'm like hey i need time like right now like everybody's still here but you can't tell yeah uh but it did it just has to be like verbalizing that i need that now it is like a little harder for me in the winter because like I am um, not great at driving, I do I won't drive when the conditions are bad. So like, if I was really like stressed and anxious and needed some time to myself um, in March, I would just like be like, hey, I'm gonna go to like a coffee shop for a couple hours, or I'm gonna go to the park, or I'm gonna go on a walk. But like when there's a thick sheet of ice over everything, I'm like, okay, just like 
please try to not come on the second floor for like an hour. It's a lot harder yeah. <laughs> uh, to get that space when the weather sucks. But, you know, we're, we're, almost, we're almost through it. We're getting close. Yeah. I see the light, the longer days. <laughs> the days have been getting like longer. I've been noticed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it does. It's so funny. Like, every year, we're surprised by what the seasons do, even though the seasons have been doing the same things. Anyway. I think that's totally true. I think that's... It's funny how, like, we get to the first day of winter, and that is when the days start to get longer, even though it does get colder. And it is when the snow starts, it is when the ice starts, but, like we do get that little bit of hope each day of Mm -hmm. like, well, at least it's getting, you know, we get a minute of light each day or depending on where you are, you get 90 seconds or, you know, wherever you are latitude wise. But I'm with you, Amanda. Like sometimes you look at the clock and you're like, oh, it's six o'clock and I can still (laughs) see the sun. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, it really is like like you are filled with awe like yeah. <laughs> damn the sun's up like i'm more in awe when i can actually see the sun because it's so gray so if there's a sunspot i'm like i'm going to be a cat right now i'm just gonna lunge in this lounge in the sunspot i'm i forgot the feeling of the war the sun's warmth on my skin so i'm just gonna like stand here and, like, the little slipper of light in my window so i agree it's very gray here i would say probably about 80 percent of the time 75 percent of the time 80 percent of the time but when it's sunny here in the winter it is (laughs) blinding it is like i mean if you if you were a church going person and you saw this light it would be like god light it would be it's like heaven is shining down on you and like that type of hopeful light and sure it's because you know there's snow on the ground and the light is reflecting off the sun making off the snow making it a thousand times brighter but then there's also these insane things that happen in michigan that i call snow sun showers sun (laughs) snow showers sure where it's both sunny and snowing at the same time and your brain's like whoa (laughs) right do you does does, does that not happen in no it does i had to buy sunglasses like a week ago because i you know i'm sure kids broke mine but because that's not that doesn't de- that definitely does not happen on the coast. Mm-hmm. Period. On the coast, you get days are either sunny or cloudy. You don't get like weather changing every twenty minutes like you do in the Midwest. This no, we had though. like a day in the teens, and then like two days later, it was I was wearing a t-shirt outside. Right, we had a lot of that. Like, but, but like in in the Midwest, where we get like you know half the day will be rainy and then the next 20 minutes will be sunny and then later on it'll be rainy and then later on it'll be sunny in like over on the coast it'll either you'll either have a whole rainy day or a whole sunny day 
So, like, you don't ever really get those sun showery things other than, like, a crazy fluke. So I was wondering if, like, that is, like, a Midwest thing or if it's, like, just a northern Midwest thing. Nope, it's a Midwest thing. Cool. It's very, it's all over the place. Well, and then it it makes, um, it wreaks havoc with my allergies, too. So, oh, that, that's been my other, like, update, like, last year. I did a lot of focusing on health stuff. So one of the big things was I'm going to an allergist and figuring out which 13 things I'm allergic to. And, like, oh, I also figured out that I have asthma. And then I have uh, tons of new medications. And I feel a lot better doing a lot better getting sick a lot less so um did you just never know like did you always feel not well and never know what it was well i mean like i knew um i knew that i had seasonal allergies but when i was younger it wasn't like all i wasn't miserable like all year i was just miserable when it was nice outside in the spring and the fall but what my i like have like some indoor allergy stuff like some like animal allergies and mold um so that that's an all year thing. And then there's something from every season outside that I'm allergic to as well. And then, um, yeah. And then the asthma just kind of like plays in with that and then interacts with it in not fun ways. But, um, yeah, taking care of that, I feel better so I can do more. Yeah. It's cool. another really good way of working smarter, just figuring out what it is that is wrong with you instead of, right generally like specifically knowing what's wrong with you instead of generally knowing that something is wrong right or like i don't remember if we talked about this last time but um but like making myself do yoga every day before bed is a big deal because um back pain and so i wasn't sleeping all the while i was tossing and turning a lot so if i do it before bed i sleep better so even if i i actually sleep less now just like i wake up naturally later than I used to, but it's like better earlier? quality sleep. Yes, earlier. Earlier. Yes. Yeah, I probably said later. So, like figuring out, hey, this is why I'm so tired all the time. Totally. Is a big deal. Yeah, that's like a great insight. Mm-hmm. So I've been using this app that I found. It's called. I texted you about it. It's called Habitica. I'm obviously pronouncing that wrong because, I mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be able to be pronounced, like... Well, it's their problem for calling it that. Well, they changed it, so that's the thing, right? It used to be, it was on the internet, like, before apps were a thing, right? No. Um, It was a website, like, eight years ago, um, and it was called Habit RPG, because you make a little character, and when you cross off things, like, you get experience, and then you can buy, like, you know, gear for your person that you made and you know you can dress them up and you can battle monsters and it's so cool um and i've been putting things like you know like little trivial things like drink a glass of water stand up and walk around for five minutes and then every single time that i do that i can count how many times i've done it a day and it's like even though I knew I was doing them before, having something to keep me accountable makes it like that smarter part mm-hmm. of the work. 
Well, and if you're gamifying something, then accomplishing it gives you a little ga- little bits of dopamine too. So then it's like positively contributing to mental health over time. And it's just so cute. Well. The cute yeah. gamification of things is like really gets me like my little the 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 little dopamine receptors are like firing like so hard. Mm-hmm. Um. And I can carry it around on my phone because it's an app now. And I can just check off the things that I want to do. And the thing that I've been noticing, because I've been using it for um, just about 10 days now, I think, a little more than a week, is I know when I'm doing too much. Because then I can't do it all. Like, there are Mm -hmm. things left on my list. And it's like, well, I worked my ass off today. And there are still things on my list. So clearly, I put too many things on my list. Like, it's not a function of, I didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Right. Because I know, like, I know I tried hard enough. Yeah. And. You overdid it. Right. Like, there are too many things on this list. So I need to look again at the list and see what is it that I need to take off the list. Because the list is the problem. The problem is not me. Not you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you make lists, Megan? I Yeah, I do. Um, I... Like, I'll have random lists, but now I'm, um, I'm using Get to Workbook, mm-hmm. and that, um, we can talk about that more. Because one of later. our, one of the planner babes that used to use the Happy Planner, right, she was on the team when I was working there, she had two boys, and so her lists were, like, her and one for her boy, like, you have mm-hmm. so many people all at once, or, <laughs> like, kids, so I imagine, do you have, like, yeah. lists for each person? So I got it. I tried it. It was actually after Awesome Ladies Live because I had always thought, like, I'd gotten a planner, bef- a different planner before, and it didn't really work for me. I use um, Google Calendar mostly, um, and that was when I was thinking of it mostly as work stuff because, um, like, I'm not necessarily, I need to be able to move the work stuff around a lot. Like, when I had a regular blogging schedule, like, I had more ideas than time, so... I'd like start off with like one on every day and then move some of them down. And that, that made more sense. So when I was thinking of it, um, as organizing work stuff, like that needs to be more flexible for me. Um, so paper planner didn't really make sense. But I was ta- I don't remember who I was talking to at awesome ladies. I thought was talking about, um, using it to structure their day. Um, then I was like, Oh, like just cause it's called get to work book. It doesn't have to be used for work. Right let's try that so i got one of the um the off year ones elise blaha Kripe had a sale uh where there were maybe like seven bucks ten bucks something like that for the ones that were past years mm-hmm. and they were like sixty dollars so i was like i can save fifty dollars to cross out numbers yeah, sure. write little numbers next to it because i'm not using it yeah for it to be cute that's yeah. not like, I'm not planner babying it. I'm just, like, literally trying to take off some of the mental load here. So that's, like, what it's for. So on, I don't know, I have the, the different um, days. So I write down, like, uh, on the actual days, I write down the time from, like, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. So then I can write little notes to myself, like, when, um, like, everybody has medicine. There's just, like, little letters so that I highlight it so I can remember like I gave the cat insulin because my cat's diabetic or I took my allergy medicine because some days I would literally be like did I do that yeah have I done that I don't remember it would have been 10 minutes ago but like 
there's so much going on in my head that I have no idea if that happened. So now like, I know it happened because it's highlighted. Yeah. Um, so then that's for like appointments and also laying out the day. And then I also just like write when I'm doing chores and stuff, I write that down just to gamify it just so I can be like, Oh, I know that I did four loads of laundry today. I get to highlight that. It makes me feel accomplished. Yeah. It also helps me know what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I know that on Monday I did laundry and preschool stuff and wrote emails and made lunch and I don't like, yeah. Play games with Jonas like that. I can go back to that for memory keeping stuff too. Yeah. And then I have the meal planning written at the beginning or at the top of each day in pencil so I can move those around if plans change. So that um, also helps me if I can't think of what I want to make next, I can like flip through and already have like months of what we've had for dinner yeah. every day. Yeah, that's really smart. And I love planners too, as opposed to just like a post-it of lists because it also helps you know what you don't have to write on that day. Does that make sense? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you're always writing lists to know what you did do throughout the day, but because you can list on a separate space for a separate day, like you could know what right. you don't have to think about today yeah. as and opposed to like everything you have the, to do. There's like note space on the bottom, which is one of the things I really like about this one. So stuff that doesn't need to be on a specific day that I just know I want to get done sometime this week, or like if I need to write down an address, yeah for something that's where that goes and then um like my big action items over on the side so I don't know that that's working really well oh and then at the bottom of each day I have the stuff that I'm just trying to remember to do daily like clean up the kitty litter do yoga do Jonas's book in the backlog with him make sure that he studies his spelling words and um scrapbook and write so those are like things that I wanted to do at least a little bit every day so then like I know if I cross them off and then I can also like look at it over a week and see how I'm doing with that stuff. Like last week I was sick, so I did yoga four times instead of seven, which is fine for being sick. But if yeah. I wasn't sick for that week, I'd be like, Hey, what are you doing instead? <laughs> let's, let's try to get back into that, like make, recommit or something. So that's, I don't know, that's been helping me because it just makes it so that I, oh, and also um, rings, like the, I have an Apple Watch and it has like the little rings, so it wants you to stand for an hour for 12 hours and exercise, like have your heart rate elevated and exercise for 30 minutes and then like hit a certain movement goal. And so that's been important for me because I figured out that my, like my mood and I feel a lot better in my mood and in my body if I'm moving a bunch but a lot of this, especially in the winter, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is stationary. So that um, pushes me to do it. And so I know on here which days I closed all the rings too. Cool. It just, it just really helps. And then every, like other people use it too. Like if Jake gives kids medicine, mm-hmm. he highlights it. And I'm assuming where you put it is like a central place. Like that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Like if it's not in my face to hurry up and check like I probably won't go to it I have to make sure it's yeah. where I am well that, that's the reason I thought I wouldn't really use it because it's so big like I don't want to drag it with me everywhere but because I'm using it for like mostly home stuff it doesn't need to go everywhere yeah with me like I can write and if I need to put something in I can write myself a note on my phone and put it in 
when I get home. But yeah, so it's normally out in the kitchen. Uh, and then if I'm working, I'll take it to my office with me. But yeah, that, so smart. Uh, that's how I just feel so much less scatterbrained because yeah. I don't have to hold all this in my brain. It's just like on paper in front of me. And I also, I am not responsible for telling people, yeah, other people right. stuff either. They can also consult it and know when the things are. Yeah. That's such a great system. Love it. Yeah. So long story short, I will be buy, paying for a $60 <laughs> planner in June, which is not something that I thought that I would do. But <laughs> but also such a way to work smarter, not harder by testing it out with a cheaper yeah. one. Oh, yeah. So I, such a good idea. Smart. So what is this skunk cost fallacy? Because I have no idea what we're okay. talking about. So I was reading um, this book. It's called uh, Mindware Tools for Smart Thinking by Richard E. Nisbet. And there's a lot of like, uh, it, it just goes over a bunch of different, like logical thinking and a bunch of different sorts of fallacies and, and things like that. So it's really interesting. Definitely, I think there's um, like logic can only get you so far because of a because it's a very diametric way of thinking and it doesn't all, always take the complexity of issues right into account so it's not everything but um there were some concepts in there that i thought really related to the um smarter not harder things and uh so, like, if, if that's something that people are interested in, they can look at more of it later. But the sunk cost fallacy was maybe one that really relates to kind of the whole uh, finding your thing concept that we that you guys have re returned to several times. Yeah. Um, so what it is is um, it's saying only future benefits and costs should figure into your choices. So if you've already spent money on something or spent time on something and that money and time is irrecoverable that that you've already done that that shouldn't factor into your decision on what you should do next because that's already done uh so uh an example for me making a like a decision using making sure that i'm keeping that in mind um we talked about after chatter kind of last time and it's episode 25 so anybody wants to go look more at that kind of my um life journey like how i got to being where i am working from home part-time crawling with children instead of going the, uh finishing the academic track that i was on um and that was uh to make it a shorter thing i was going i was studying to be a teacher but then I realized after we had two kids that the money that I was making with my side hustle in college on Etsy was more money than the profit I would make being a teacher with two kids in daycare at that time. So then after college, so I switched my major to just the things that I was interested in learning about and um, kept doing the side hustle stuff after college. And I could do that because um, my husband has a like regular nine to five job and so steady income and benefits are coming from that direction. So that's why that uh, decision made sense to me. So when I was doing uh, my Etsy shop, I was selling 
uh, vintage things like the people at UPS knew me as the typewriter lady because you have to declare what the stuff is and there were so many typewriters and so I just had like you know 12 typewriters in my house at any time and Jake and I would fix them up to get them working and we found a lot of the pretty colorful ones um I was selling like some little like mixed paper books and things like that um and but the main thing the best seller were these record bookends where I took um records and I heated them up so that they were bent, like in an L shape, so they could be used as library bookends. Um, and to hold up actual records, you'd have to put actual library bookends um, with them, like use them as kind of covers for the library bookends because they weren't heavy enough to hold uh, actual records. But those were, they were a huge seller. And so um, at that time, like my daughter Eliza was just starting school and uh, Jonas was a baby and I finally moved into being really successful with that the record bookends got into a Cyber Monday email from Etsy and they got on Etsy's front page several times and they were on MSN Lifestyle so I started getting all of these orders and what was just like me working part-time at night was me like trying to fit it in all throughout the day and even though most of the cost of each record booking was profit because the records themselves didn't cost me very much. Uh, the time of customer service and listing things and uh, actually making it and packing it, I realized after it was successful, it wasn't worth it. Like I felt like a zombie. I was like taking 40 to 100 boxes to the post office every day. Um, and I had already, I'd bought out an entire floor of a clearance section at a record shop in my neighborhood because I'd overheard them saying that they were going to get rid of them. And I was like, if I give you some money, like, can I just take them all? So I had a literal truckload of records wow. in my house. And I recuperated that money from the like profitable Christmas season that we had. But like after being successful at it, I was like, oh, I never want to ship anything ever, ever again. <laughs> So even though I had an actual, like literal truck load of records in my basement, that's a sunk cost. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to like go to the record store and be like, hey, you want to take these back and give me half my money back? Like, that's not going to happen. It doesn't matter that I did it if like, I don't know. It's, sometimes it's easy to be kind of miserable doing something if you think you're working towards something because you're like, hey. I'm really tired, but like once this works out and once I'm like actually making the regular income from it, it'll be better. But I wasn't at a point where I wanted to like set up an actual business and hire people to do things like to get that established. So that wasn't the job for me. So then I transitioned into doing the scrapbooking classes because it scales. Like I make the class once and if five people take it, or a thousand people take it, the only thing that changes for me is how many emails I have to answer, basically. Like, I don't have to pack a box for right. each of those people. And so the fallacy is thinking that you already invested in the record, so right. it needs to be, like, you need to keep working because the investment's right. already Like, made. the fallacy would be, oh, I spent all these monies on records, it's, they've taken over my basement, I have to keep going until I at least sell all these records. I don't like I I I've, I've made the money back from them so that made it easier for me to move on from that decision but I just like gave it to my friends who are musicians who like sample things and they loved it like 
they use them to decorate their walls and like made weird art with them. And I still have some in my basement, like a couple crates of them. So if I ever am hard up for cash and want to do like a Christmas craft fair, I have that option. But I like, I know for me that I'm never doing a business that requires me to ship things. Yeah. In fact, I have a present for Kristen that was going to be a Christmas present, and then it was going to be a Valentine's Day present, and guess where it is? <laughs> right there. It is, it is, uh, it's February, what, like 17? <laughs> well, it requires okay. you to ship. Yeah. <laughs> but what's so funny is how that same idea, like we've been, you know, the interviews that we've been doing lately, it comes up a lot, like in relation, like even our relationship convo, like you think you invested so many years in someone, like I don't want to sunk that cost. Like I, I, right. I, I don't want to think that that was just, like I have to keep putting time in because of all the time that's already been put. Yeah. About. And then you're just wasting more time, you know? Yeah. That's a really good, that's great. Not going to work. I mean, and I do think that it should be like a longer term decision because there are things like, you know, you're not necessarily going to love every aspect of your job and there's more than just like the cost. There's also like right. skills that you're building. Um, but a lot of times those skills can be transferred elsewhere and it's also, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you're failing at something, you're always going to fail at it either. Right. Like I, I taught in-person scrapbooking classes at a local scrapbooking store and that did not really work out because I had more of a like style that was like close to what you'd see in the magazines at the time and not what the other teachers at the craft store were selling. Like it was more complicated mm -hmm. Um, so that it wasn't that I was like a bad scrapbooking teacher and that would never work out. It was that that wasn't the right audience for the thing I was selling. Right. So if I just thought like, oh, well, like that's a sunk cost and I failed, you know, that's, that's not really what that necessarily means. It's just that, that like I had the skills, but that wasn't the place for the skills. So sometimes things take like a lot of failure and trial and error to get to the right point. But if I had taught those classes and I was like, oh, teaching is miserable, but I've already spent this money, like yeah. making kits or whatever, that would be different. But that was something I liked that didn't actually work then. So I had to figure out what context it did work in. Yeah. Right. It's a bit of that like self-care awareness thing that we've been bringing up a lot too being just aware of like your inspirations as any, at any point and that, that panic that you go through when you know that two minutes ago you were inspired by something but now it just is like dull to you but mm -hmm. you think like no but I know I like this and I know I wanted to start this and I know that this meant something to me and then it just doesn't anymore <laughs> like it's hard for us to, to let go but letting go is it like kind of a form of self-care right and maybe if you're burnt out on it now you might just need some time away and come yeah. back. Like that's that's how I feel about social media. Yeah. That's how I, I felt about teaching. Media. Yeah. I guess. Like I'm taking a break from it. And if I don't want to take a break, then I'll come back to it. It's still there. Oh, I think. Because I posted 3,000 pictures to my Instagram. doesn't mean <laughs> I have to keep posting 3,000 right. more if I don't want to. Right. Right. And I feel like one of the things that we do is we look at everything as an investment mm -hmm. to our detriment sometimes and so we 
look at everything as like, what are we getting out of this investment? And sometimes we just need to experience things. And just the experience is worth something. I'm learning that now. And like, I, th- I just thought of this. Well, you just um, made the connection to relationships. You know, if we go into every single relationship thinking of it as, you know, well, we're investing something into this person, into this time, into this relationship, thinking that we're going to get something out of it, then we're going about it wrong. And if we go right. into every single... You get single, a relationship. That's what you get. Right. You get... Exactly. You get a relationship <laughs> for however long that you get it for. You get to be in a relationship with this person. And whatever you put into it is whatever you put into it. You can't expect to get anything... Like, I feel like when we put a lot of stock into expectations, they always fall short. Yeah. Instead of just existing and enjoying the things, like enjoying our existence Mm -hmm. and saying, like making decisions for self-care, making decisions that make sense for us Mm -hmm. instead of saying things like, well, should and expect and. It's perfectionistic language. Right, and not yeah. trusting ourselves. Right. Yeah. Because when we trust ourselves, we make the right decisions. But the yourselves part, I think, is what people get mixed up on, which for a long time I got a little confused on because I think of my anxiety disorder. When you have, like, mm-hmm. at least for me, when I have an anxiety disorder, I'll feel like something is wrong when nothing is wrong really or like even like how my therapist now who's the specialist puts it is they say you know you go to a party or you know you know you have all these expectations for what the experience will be like and as soon as someone at the party goes are we having fun yet like you don't have fun because now you're trying to 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 say oh am I living up to this expectation of the party so it's like kind of the same thing in like any endeavor you embark on or creative inspiration that you might have that then like are we having fun yet like you thought this was gonna give you this burst of like magical feelings and if it doesn't we think that that's wrong or bad or whatever yeah and those are those More expectations like the, again. The things that ties in with uh, sunk cost is opportunity cost. So, like, what's the value of the thing that's unchosen? So, like, for me, there's, like, there's an opportunity cost associated with me staying at home with kids and working part-time. Like, that opportunity cost is, even though I would have started off not making very much money if 10 years ago I started on that like a like a career track I would have 10 years of promotions that I can't get back now if I decided to jump back in now um which is a good way of thinking of things when you're making decisions unless you have anxiety because (laughs) then you're always like if you're always focused on thinking about opportunity costs then you're gonna have a a hard time um enjoying where you're at right correct So, I mean, I think that you have to know both things. I think that it's useful to think about opportunity costs when you're making decisions um, because then you can think, okay, like what am I giving up if I make this choice versus what am I giving up if I make this choice? Like which thing can I live with? 
like when you're sitting down and making big decisions for yourself, that's good. But if you're always in that space, that's not good. Right. Right. FOMO overdrive. Right. Yes. No matter what choice. (laughs) Right. And then there's a million choices. Sure. Right. Right. Do I go to this? Oh my God. Does anyone watch the good place? Do I go to this frozen yogurt place or this frozen yogurt place or this frozen yogurt? Like you can go like, and that like, that's the problem. And like, your mind can go into overdrive and then like with anxiety like when my pmdd would get really bad you can't like i cannot trust myself to believe in myself so like i was saying before you know trust your gut like when i'm in pmdd overdrive my gut is saying kristen you are the stupidest worst person (laughs) on the planet everyone hates you you literally are never going to accomplish anything and you are the least successful thing in the entire world so don't even try and i immediately want to cancel all of my plans i want to destroy every single thing that i've ever created and i want to like just close my business so like you need to, like, you have to get over it. You, you have to know, like, that's happening to you and be like, oh, okay, like, that version of me is happening, so I can't trust that version of me. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I say trust your gut, you have to know that, like, there's also, like, other versions of you that can be, like... Pretending to be your gut. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's so perfect. Thank you. I don't, like, don't even know yeah. how to say it because, yeah. like... There are, like, pretender versions of you that are, like, trying to steal your throne. Yeah. What you want might not be consistent over time. So maybe, like, write down what you want every day for a month and then, like, you know, average it out. Also, this is where community is really important because, yeah. like, like I know that about Kristen. And Kristen knows that I struggle with that as well. So what I'm like, I'd like to blow up my life. Kristen can be like, hey, mate, check the calendar, though. Right. Like, do you want to ch- blow up your life? Like, how about let's talk about this again next week? Yeah. And don't do anything to blow up your life right now. Right. It's that whole thing we brought up of like your brain is functioning in a way to constantly keep you safe. And when someone else outside of your brain can look objectively at what's happening, they could speak the truth to you that your brain won't allow you to know because right. it's too busy trying to keep you safe from pain right. and uncertainty and danger. <laughs> well, and I think it's also like helpful. It's helpful for me to have Kristen because she understands that headspace. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, um, if I talk to Jake about it, then like he might say like, no, it's fine. You're fine. Right. And like, you can't, when I'm, when I'm not feeling fine, mm-hmm. if somebody just says like it's okay and it's fine yeah it doesn't work right oh my god like relax when you're having an anxiety attack please shut up like no if i were like an assassin (laughs) who had like little like stabby daggers it would be over so i know that what kristen needs to hear if she's texting me something like this like she doesn't need to hear me say hey this isn't real Mm -hmm. um even though like you know maybe that that so she wouldn't actually say check your calendar to me like she might think that yeah. and the next week you'd be like hey that's what was going on huh and I'll be like yeah but like while it's going on actually probably don't say that right. um while it's going on she'll just like bombard me with positivity like no these are all the good things so then that forces like the good thoughts 
into your head, which is actually helpful because then that is like added into the negativity cycle. Mm -hmm. So the negative stuff might still be there, but then you have these counterbalance. Yeah. Also, it's like a seesaw. Yeah. Brains are fun. They are like such weird things. And like, um, Sarah, who is on the show last week or two weeks ago, was talking about how her and her husband have different types of uh, ways of confrontation. Or it wasn't even confrontation, of talking things out. And I was thinking that it was the same thing with me and Jeff. I need to process everything. And then I will say exactly what I mean. Whereas Jeff just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. To process it. Yeah. To process the words. Yeah. And that crazy overwhelms me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you mean everything you're saying. (laughs) And so then I take to heart every single thing that he's trying to process. And then I process all of that. And it's incredibly overwhelming and the way that we all choose to I guess we don't choose to process like that's not a choice if we chose to do that we would definitely not choose to be complete opposites wow just figured that out too (laughs) so my question for you is like how do you and Jake process things like because I've been around you guys a million times and you guys are great at communicating the big things yeah we definitely had to learn how to do that so we've been like yeah our first date was like uh it'll be 15 years ago next month and we've been married for 13 years um so we've had a lot of time to figure each other out but at first it was really difficult for me because um like, I am not naturally good at talking about feelings. Uh, <laughs> Kristen's eyes when I said that, because Kristen's, like, the feelings feelings person. <laughs> and she thinks it's really funny. I just think naturally feelings mean. are... I can't <laughs> not talk about them. I just... Right, I, have to, I have to force myself to learn how to do that, though. Like, it doesn't well, come naturally. And then I also come from, you, like, you and my sister are the same... Myers Briggs, I think, and I think that's why it's so easy to talk to you and to get you to talk about your feelings is because I just am uh-huh. like, I know how to <laughs> like pull them out of you. Yeah, like the other when the other week on the relationships episode, like like Amanda was like Megan's like, so caring and that's what she is, and I was like, no, buddy, like, <laughs> whole process that has to happen for that to be who I am in action, like that's not. Wow. Um, where I'm at in my headspace. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. I'm, um... Well, you got to see, like, Megan and Jake, like, on vacation, which oh. was awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My, I yeah. saw the two of you together and interacting at, again, Kristen's house for Awesome Ladies Live. And I my, my whole impression the whole time was how in sync you two were. Like, mm. I just felt like Well, that's, that's true. That's always true. You guys are, like, a very harmonious... Yeah, mm-hmm. there was something and you work yeah. off of each other really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like so, evident. Yeah, so we're like we're really 
close in how we think about the things and how we see the world so that um that's helpful also but i, I like i had to learn how to how to talk about problems because i do not come from homes with healthy relationships i come with homes with like a lot of screaming and like tiny megan like calling the cops on arguments between parents like really really unhealthy environment cannot stress that enough so like so like i was well i wasn't even starting from scratch i was like starting from like negative numbers <laughs> because like of where i was at so like just it just takes like a lot of like talking and like being willing to be honest about what it is that you need like constantly reminding yourself that you're you're on the same team like that's like a really frequent thing that we say in our house um all the time like to each other and the kids like we're all working towards like the same goal here like you're not trying to sabotage yeah anybody else um and try to understand where the other person's coming from so if i'm in like one of those like really anxious spaces where i'm like really irrationally mad about how things are going and stuff um i know that that's not the time to talk to him like if i'm having like racing mean thoughts that's not when i need to talk to you that's when i need to like cry in my room alone for a minute which like you know this is only happening like a couple times a year but still like because if i try to talk to you about the problem right now i'm going to scream at you and it, like that's not actually going to be helpful so then like once i'm calmed down i can be like hey these are the things that like set me off yeah. that on a normal day I would just be like hey that bothers me that you said that but like today like it's not the day that I can handle yeah you saying that so like it's not necessarily consistent which is hard for him because he's very consistent yeah so like when that that happened like a couple a couple weeks ago with the crying he's like I don't even know what I did which like when I'm in the space like that would make me even matter like how can you not no, yeah. like we've had a conversation that's similar to this before. Yeah. How do you not know the thing? So I know to talk to him about that the next day. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like at this point in my life and like probably forever, I'm going to be like a long time studier and researcher of like what makes relationships like last. Right. And, and me and Kristen just had the breakup episode and then the second parter of like the next steps episode. And like when I observed like you and I'm always looking for like relationships that I can say good example about, right. Cause I never had it growing up. So I'm like, you know, when I was in awesome ladies live, I saw Kristen and Jeff and you and Jake. And I'm just like, I saw how in sync both of you are with your partners. And then I came across recently, um, this podcast that was talking about how love is like true love is like just finding the seed of enoughness in a person and like everything you're saying about communication and working together and on same team like I, I already knew that and like in my past relationships I was trying to get to that point or we were at that point whatever but where it eventually ended up like bottoming out is because there was we were never in that principle by the end of like, we're both enough for each other. Like even, even right. with all the flaws, even with all the miscommunication, even with all the different perspectives on the same thing, like you have to feel that you're both enough exactly as you are, both souls, both people. Like that's, I think hard for a lot of people that you think that relationship well, should be. Yeah. I think it's going to be easier for you next time though, because a lot of it is like really understanding other person's mental health and faults so like you understand yourself so much better now right. like they whoever you're with next is gonna have to be like 
really willing to learn about like your relationship with OCD and how that works so that they know, Oh, when Amanda's saying this stuff, this is what's going on. I don't need to take that to heart or like, this is absolutely not the time to engage. I agree. Right. I feel like I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning how enough I am uh, to be able to let someone in on me enough. So what you saw at Awesome Ladies Live, like that is uh, Jeff knowing that like this, organizing this big event stresses Kristen out. So Jeff's going to be doing a lot more than he does in their everyday life because he knows that he has to step it up to like keep Kristen able to be doing all the things that she needs to do at that point. Like that's definitely not. And vice versa, right. When the the situation arises. Yeah. On a normal day. I would say even a step further, like, that's what Jake did yeah. at Awesome Ladies Live. Because Jake also loves you. Right. And Jake, and like, you love me and Jake loves you. Like, and that's what, like, and we're all enough for each other. Yeah. Like, we are all, I don't want to say we're not, we're not all deeply flawed people, but we are flawed people. And we are all enough for each other. Like, and know, like, knowing our flaws, knowing each other's flaws really helps. Right. It's it's funny because when we were together for Awesome Ladies Live, that's what didn't Jake say that about you? That you literally will have like random fact trivia answers, like no matter what it is. Yeah, and that's kind of like, been happening. Like fun facts. Yeah, fun, fun. That yeah, that's see, that's the side of me that you don't get to see as much as the annoying fun fact thing. <laughs> you usually get like. Megan in relationship things instead of like Megan's gonna be like well actually so maybe we can do some fun ones in after chatter because that's the space where I'm usually living is we'll just like do a fun well, fact sh- like lightning spout on after chatter <laughs> well uh, actually well actually well actually what would you like more of and less of in your life right now okay right now what um less beige walls <laughs> so like our house came with came with the beige and it's matte beige and it's really hard to keep clean and it doesn't reflect light well so i'm slowly painting different rooms um so that's better i want more sunshine i want more working toilets nice <laughs> seven people in yeah. the house right now and one of the bathrooms is out of commission Pretty sure Ava flushed a dinosaur. <laughs> Tried to snake it, didn't work, so we have to like take that apart and it's like like literally take up the toilet, see if there's something in there, get a new one if we can't find the thing in there. And then um I'm yeah, I'm about to gut and redo that bathroom. So that's that's that. And uh more creative time trial and erroring where I'm fitting that in with my current schedule. Cool. Wonderful. Want to do currently? Yeah, let's do currently. Yeah, so season finale of season three last, let's end this last episode of it with our currently round based off of Kristen's currently card that anyone who's listening can get at areyoukristen.com slash currently. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, Megan, what are you currently watching? Gotham. Cool. Cool. What are you currently reading? 
Uh, I'm reading, I just finished a biography on Harriet Tubman and I'm currently reading The Birth of Black America, which is about um, a, so there were Spanish ships with enslaved people that were um, captured by English pirates because we think of pirates as like these independent people, but mostly they were just working for the English government to try to thwart the Spanish Armada in the time period that we're thinking about. So the English stole those ships. And so um, those enslaved people ended up in Jamestown, the first American colony. So it's like 1619 and there are already uh, black people in America that there could have been black people earlier in Florida left over from a Spanish expedition that's different anyway and then they um they became free in recent decades after that so then it'll be about like the first enslaved people in jamestown but also the first enclave of free black people in america so black history month that's what cool. that's what we're doing right now cool what are you currently listening to uh okay so i don't actually know if i'm saying his name right but strome he's a belgian pop musician um it's really good and different but ava is obsessed with uh french pop and rap right now so that's that's what i get to listen to how do you spell strome if i could do it for the oh yeah okay s s t r o m a e so i would recommend that you watch his music videos because they are really creative and phenomenal so even if you don't know what the heck he's saying some of them have the english subtitles but even if you don't know what he's saying you'll still get kind of the um the meaning behind the song but anyway that's in theory improving my french over time though sometimes i'll look up the words and i'll be like oh i really did not <laughs> understand that that's what i was singing along with okay yeah interesting what are you currently making uh, January pocket pages. I kind of um, batch. So since it's February and I printed off um, all my weekly spreads for that. And then I just finished up picking out papers to put in there. And then I'll go through and journal and embellish them and uh, painted walls. And I'm working um, on a poetry manuscript. Wow. <laughs> what size are you doing your pocket scrapbooking? 12 by 12. Because I take, I include a billion pictures every week, yeah. like I don't have. Though right now they're mostly of the kitten and of <laughs> my family. You, I understand. <laughs> what, what are you currently <laughs> feeling? Uh, optimistic. For the sunshine to shine? <laughs> yeah, and for the, the spring to come and for the, the transitioning to happen. Yeah. What are you currently planning? And you're getting to work um, on. <laughs> yeah. Not. So the, the bathroom renovation that I'm doing, I'm trying to price out exactly how much money it's going to be before I start doing anything is my goal. So I know what, how, mu how much I'm just fixing things and how much I'm getting them to where I would ideally like them to be. I, don't, I know that I'm doing tile. Uh, Re I know that I'm retiling. I don't know if I get like a new bathtub yet or if I get, right. if I just replacing the top of the sink with vanity I don't like or if I'm getting like a pedestal sink. Right. No sunk cost wanted. 
<laughs> yes. Cool. And then um, and I'm writing a children's alphabet uh, book. So I'm in like more of the planning stages of writing that. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. Great idea. Thanks for sharing that. And what are you currently loving? Uh, writing in notes on my phone. So uh, I've been doing a lot of like little poetry bits and then like the children's book bits, things that are shorter form, very short form writing so that I can, when I get an idea, write it real quick. And so that's really working with the millions of children right now. Cool. Awesome. This has been amazing. Megan, you are amazing. I love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming on mm -hmm. the show. We are going to head over to After Chatter. And guys, thank you. Like, seriously, new supporters, you are amazing. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on and supporting the show. Um, old supporters, I mean, longtime <laughs> yeah. supporters. Yeah. We love you. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah. We could not do this show without you you help us pay the bills you help us do amazing cool things like the thing we are doing for season four and beyond it's going to be amazing <laughs> yeah. come and you will hear a sneak peek about it next week on the show it's going to be so cool um you'll get a hint if you come and listen in after chatter because i can't keep secrets <laughs> about things that are this exciting um, so if you want to join us for After Chatter. First meal guest. <clears throat> Sorry. I had a cough. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that There's that in season four, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna break the streak. And we're going to allow. <laughs> Say it. One of those to come on the show. Yeah. We're going to the allow best one of those one imaginable. to come on the show. And so when we, when we record with one of, one of them, we'll let you know. Um, but this has been an amazing season. We have learned so much. This work smarter, not harder theme has helped us grow in so many ways. Thank you to every single person who has come on the show this season. Thank you to like literally everyone for all of their wisdom. Thank you to everyone who has listened. You make this show so easy to make so easy to have conversations about and so easy to get up and create and put out for you on Mondays because we know that you are listening and loving these conversations. Thank you, like, literally from the bottom of our hearts. We could not make this possible without you. So we are going to head over right now to Patreon and do the After Chatter show with Megan and chat a little bit more. It is amazing. It is awesome. And we love these unfiltered conversations. If you would like to join in, you can head over to patreon.com slash female and catch the show. We love you. Thank you again for everything. And we will catch you next week with season four of Crafty Ass Female. What? Thank you so much. <laughs> and have a great week. Bye-bye.